listening to KG Mwekezi on SAFM. Thank you for uh, your comments uh, and responses. A lot of them force me to think as well. Um, uh, there's, uh, you know, one that says, you know, they must burn their parliament or whatever. You do know that the functions of parliament are going to go on, right? Uh, they have been going on. In fact, they've been going on virtually uh, for the longest time uh, since uh, COVID-19 was here. But I just read a tweet also uh, from uh, SABC reporter Kaili Kumaro, and I think it's 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 so profound uh, um, knowing what we know and seeing what we're seeing. And he says simply in one line, I hope the Concord precinct is well protected because the constitutional court precinct is where that famous or infamous, depending on how you look at it, report is going to come from, right? And we know that where only one part is uh, being delivered uh, to the president, there's another two parts to go. So that precinct needs to be properly properly protected. Thank you for your WhatsApps. Keep sending them. Let's go here now. President Cyril Ramaphosa is today expected to formally receive the first part of the interim report into allegations of state capture, but this may not happen as the Joburg High Court is also expected to hear an application by Democracy in Action to oppose the handover of the state capture report. According to them, President Cyril Ramaphosa should not be supplied with the report because he's been implicated directly and indirectly by testimony heard by Deputy Chief Justice Raymond Zondo. Dr. Nzigelelo Breakfast is a political analyst and joins us now. It's ceremonial, though, Dr. Breakfast. Um, the delivery of the report today, uh, we know for sure that the president already has the report in his hands. Good morning. Morning. Um, yeah, I think, uh, first of all, we, we need to appreciate uh, complexity here because this is not a straightforward. I'll tell you why, because on the one hand, one might argue that the president is the head of state, head of government, and that state capture as a political project of accumulation was an attack on the country. Therefore, the president as the embodiment of the country needs to receive the report by himself. On the other hand, one can argue the exact opposite, that no, the president himself was at the heart of that. I mean, we heard about allegations that were leveled against him by Brian Molefe and uh, other people. Therefore, he's not in a good position to receive the report. Now, the other complexity is that this also coincides with the build-up to uh, the upcoming uh, conference of the ANC. So if the president uh, allows the report to be handed over to his deputy, I think that might booster uh, the chance of his deputy uh, to ascend to the throne. So he's also well aware about that, that because uh, his deputy is also a politician. Uh, and I think if, if, if the president steps aside and gives into this argument, uh, he might be dealt with a blow. So it's going to be interesting how this is going to play itself out. Yeah, I want to go back uh, to uh, the crux of our discussion, which is really uh, this organization called Democracy in Action, taking uh, the president uh, to court. Uh, My question was, the president but already has the report. He does have it. Yes, and that is quite unfortunate, though, because the the, the, the public has been omitted uh, in that. And that is not a mere omission. It's a significant omission because democracy, after all, is government of the people, by the people, and for the people. 
So uh, I think the public also should have been taken on board to interact with the uh, uh, report. I'm not saying that the president is going to uh, chop and change now the, the, the findings, but I think it could have been better yeah. if the public was also taken uh, on board um, as well. Yeah, how, how then, uh, do you know, do you tie it to the conference, the NC conference that is happening at the end of the year? Um, uh, the ANC has been dealt with a blow uh, with regard to its electoral performance. Uh, and that has been uh, attributed to um, how the ANC uh, government has failed to uh, deal with the issue of uh, corruption. Now, the president is the embodiment of uh, the party. So normally those shortcomings are uh, attributed uh, to him. Uh, so corruption is not just a, a buzzword. Uh, corruption is a systemic. Uh, it is embedded in, in, in different spheres of government, including in the private sector. Um, and the ANC has been accused of facilitating, uh, you know, capital accumulation or personal uh, accumulation. So some people are arguing that no, but I mean the whole project of state capture has been accumulation by. Uh, a disposition because it has benefited a tiny uh, minority. Uh, so now some people are, are, are going to use that to outmaneuver others. Mm. So that is the link, you know what I mean? Uh, that no, but even the Ramaphosa administration has been an expression of chronic capitalism mm, uh, mm. because it has also facilitated uh, corruption. For instance, if you look at the PPE uh, standards, uh, and so there is a symbiotic, in my opinion, uh, relationship between the two, between the uh, report mm -hmm. uh, that will be unveiled alongside the conference of uh, the uh, ANC. Yeah. Can we go back, though, to uh, what instructions uh, the State of Capture report uh, by former public protector Tuli Madonzela said, um, you know, uh, because yeah, the instruction yeah. came from there, didn't it? Mm -hmm. uh, that, yeah, that, yeah. that once the commission is done, uh, the information has to be collated and given to whoever is the sitting president, because Ramaphosa wasn't sitting president at the time, whoever is uh, the sitting president at the time, and, uh, you know, there will be... Uh, remedial actions that have to come out of the report? No, of course, uh, that's a very good point that you are raising because the State Capture Commission was meant to uncover the truth about what had happened. Um, the State Capture uh, Commission was not instituted by the ANC. It's not a brainchild of the ANC. It was instituted, as you pointed out earlier on, due to one of the recommendations of that report of Umama. Uh, uh, mm. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Um, but now, the challenge now is that the theoretical foundation of the concept has always been challenged mm. uh, with regard to what is meant by state capture. Mm -hmm. because the forces of RET, they have their own definition. Yeah. And the Ramaphosa uh, Brigade, also they have their own uh, definition. For instance, uh, 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 the forces of RET, they argue that the state refers to an instrument of uh, oppression. The state uh, represents certain class interests, meaning that if you want to examine state capture, you will have to examine the historical development of the state. 
starting from uh, 1910. Sure. Uh, that you cannot you cannot confine state capture to the two terms of uh, former president uh, uh, Zuma. Yeah. On the other but, uh, hand, the, yes. No, go on. No. On the other hand, you have other people who are arguing that no, uh, state capture, the, 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 the terms <clears> of reference were very specific. They were confined to uh, the two terms of uh, former President Zuma. So the argument then is that no, but this state capture commission is aimed at former President Zuma. Yeah. Uh, it is meant to project him as a person who is a corrupt. Because even at this particular juncture, the state is still being used. Uh, by capital to facilitate personal assimilation. So yeah. uh, why then do you focus on one person? Yeah. Part of the challenge of being South African uh, is uh, sometimes we forget that South Africa is not divided into uh, the RET forces and the New Dawn forces. There's average South Africans, right, who get deeply affected by poverty, inequality, and, 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 and everything that comes with. And those average South Africans, should they uh, be happy with the fact that this report is, is being collated, it's being delivered, and hopefully it will drive some sort of change for them, or should they just be indifferent to uh, this report? Well, I agree with you that uh, institutionalization of corruption has made the war on uh, poverty, inequality, unemployment, and mission um, impossible because uh, the money that is meant for development doesn't reach where uh, it should be. Uh, it benefits those who have proximity to power. And that uh, dichotomy escalates, you know, uh, in the social uh, uh, divide. But the problem is that sometimes when we talk about corruption, we tend to to be selective. You know what I mean? Mm. We still have the issue of Marcus Yosta, uh, Steinhoff. And yes, mm. yes, but we tend to turn a blind eye to those issues. Uh, so I'm saying that if we want to uh, address the issue of corruption, we must address it across the board. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, uh, the report is going to be uh, given without uh, the, the, the proper contribution of uh, the former president who's implicated, who's uh, former president Jacob Zuma. Uh, he was given the opportunity to go. He opted not to, he, or at least he didn't finish testifying. Does this mean that the outcomes are potentially going to be unfair to him and uh, the people that believe, uh, you know, the, the narrative that uh, you yourself spoke about earlier? Yeah, I think um, Shorozi at a strategic level made a mistake by appointing the commission then uh, walk away from it. You should not have done that. Uh, you can't have it uh, both ways. You can't appoint the commission when there's evidence that is presented against you, then you walk away. Uh, so I think, unfortunately, he is at fault um, in that uh, regard. Um, uh, at the same time, I'm well aware that uh, uh, there have been arguments that have been made uh, questioning, like I said, I mean, uh, the, 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 the theoretical foundation of 
are the concept that uh, some people wanted to have a, a predetermined uh, outcome. Mm, mm, mm. How do you foresee things in the ruling party once the report is, is, is made public, even uh, later on this year? Uh, and also the impact on the president himself. What kind of pressure is he now facing uh, that you know part of the report is being handed over to him? Well, some people might use the findings if he is uh, implicated to take a swipe at him. Mm. That is also uh, corrupt. He is not the right person to be the president of um, the ANC. But I think uh, the ANC was also um, on trial. My view is that the damage is done and what is done cannot be undone. Yes. In the sense that the um, electoral performance of the ANC was dealt with uh, a blow. I don't think that the ANC can uh, recover um, from that because the, the, the political longevity or the political lifespan of liberation movements, it tends to be affected by issues of uh, corruption. Mm. So I don't think that the ANC is going to recover uh, from this one. Should we make anything of the president's court action to want to release the report uh, when he's had all of the parts of the report? Because you know that uh, the president has gone to court saying, you know, as soon, for example, we thought that as soon as he's read this report or, uh, you know, has uh, mulled on this uh, first one, then he releases it to us and so on and so forth. He's gone to court saying, no, he wants, you know, the time and the space to have the understanding and mulling over the full report before he takes it out into the public. What should we make of the fact that he's not going to show us uh, the first part of the report just yet? I think the president uh, would like to be circumspect because he made a blunder before on the issue of uh, Busasa and gave wrong information. I'm sure he doesn't want to make the same mistake again. So Could it not be because of, the impl- of him being implicated? Partly, yes, yes. Uh, so I, I think he would want to maneuver carefully because, uh, I mean, this report has a political meaning uh, with regard to him as the president of the ANC, whether he's fit and proper or not, to help the ANC to redeem uh, itself or not. Mm. Uh, so, so, so I think he, he's going to be very careful how he maneuvers uh, around this. And he's not going to give in to the demand that is made by uh, democracy in action. And of course, as I have this conversation with you, uh, Dr. Breakfast, uh, it, this weekend is uh, the January 8 weekend uh, for the ANC, which is a significant uh, milestone for them. So, I mean, mm. uh, you know, what do you expect the president to take there? Because it's, it's been, it, mm. he takes a lot of things. Parliament burned down, mm-hmm. he received the report, or depending on what, uh, what outcome uh, comes out of uh, the DIA, but he has received the report. We know that he's, he's received the report already. Uh, Ceremonially he gets it of course also today from uh, the Deputy Chief Justice but even more paramount because uh, as people Mm. like to say he's ANC first, right? As they all like to say, uh, you know, that they're ANC first. Even more paramount he he takes all of these things to January 8th. What do you expect? Yeah, Yeah, so um, over the weekend I think the President is going to look back then look ahead He's going to look at the issues that have affected the country, COVID-19, and the performance of the ANC, issues of uh, institutionalization of uh, corruption, gender-based violence, 
uh, femicide, uh, and so on. And then he might look at international uh, relations because there is a connection between the two uh, spaces, domestic issues and uh, international uh, issues. And then talk about the upcoming conference of the ANC. Uh, but you know what? It could have been good if the ANC had uh, held its conference um, last year so that the president can also give accountability because he sort of like a, a, escaped that. Uh, so he has been uh, fortunate. Uh, but yeah, we shall see uh, how uh, it goes. We've got a voice note uh, on uh, the Zondo uh, report. Uh, uh, I don't know if uh, we can play it for you and then you comment on it as well. Let's hear what they had to say. Uh, from here in Shawela, Soweto. Uh, I just want to comment regarding this, uh, what is happening of uh, this report uh, to Mr. Ramaphosa as a president. According to me, I think he's the right person to receive it irrespective of he is implicated or not. The fact of the matter is the president of the country. They must submit it to him, and then he will take it uh, as supposed to be in parliament. He have to do that in parliament. And then the, there's the parliament they are going to, char- to judge from the, all those people who are implicated in these issues of state captures whatsoever. As are ANC people, all of them, they must be arrested. And we as a citizen, we have to take ANC out of the government. Simple as that. Your comment, Dr. Breakfast? Well, um, I think we must agree to disagree uh, on this matter. Because some people argue that you cannot be a judge in your own case. Mm. You can't write a test then mark it uh, yourself. Mm. Because uh, the fact that the president uh, has received the report gives him a strategic advantage to prepare for answers uh, and uh, so on. Mm. So, yeah, I think it's one of those things that we cannot uh, agree on. How should uh, we react uh, to the handing over of uh, this report? Because the, the the one challenge of the handing over of this report, we fer- we've formed, and, and this is us as average uh, South Africans, not ANC members, whatever party members, just us as average South Africans. We already have formed opinions, right, as, uh, mm. uh, uh, um, as people who watched over an almost three-year period the State Capture Commission unfold in front of our eyes on television uh, day by day by day. So, you know, how should we be even reacting to the issue of the handing over of the report? Well, I think we must demand that the report uh, gets uploaded so that we can have access to it. Mm. Uh, secondly, I think we must put pressure on the powers that be to implement those recommendations uh, so that the issue of corruption is uh, dealt with. Yeah, we'll leave it there. Thank you for your time this morning, Dr. Breakfast. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Ntsigelelo Breakfast is a political analyst. Uh, We don't know yet uh, what uh, is going to uh, transpire in the High Court, in the Joburg High Court, uh, where uh, the Joburg High Court is expected to hear the application by Democracy in Action to oppose the, you know, uh, handover of uh, the state capture report. So we'll see. I mean, we're also monitoring. We'll see what happens there.